Hey everybody, this is Jeff Stevens and this is the Creative Stick Up. This week I've got um, publican and legendary citizen Steve Smith on the cast. He is the owner of the Royale. He's been around for a long time. I met him at the uh, RFT. He's the guy who brought you Who's Your Weight Boxing. Um, and if you follow any of his social media, you know that Steve Smith is a gadfly in this town. And uh, he is one you got to check out. He certainly is an influencer of public opinion. Steve and I, on MLK Day, this past MLK Day, got in his old school cop car cruiser and went in search of a march on the north side of the city. Along the way, we talk about all kinds of things, race, politics, um, the Rams, a little bit of everything. Um, and we see all these amazing sights in the north side of the city that I've never seen before. So Steve takes me on a tour. I posted some pictures. Um, there's a little sound issue because we're in a car, and uh, we had to restart a couple times. But enjoy the podcast nonetheless. So we got the cash. That's good. I got cash. I've got uh, payroll, All right. and then uh, <laughs> good. Got my laundry. <laughs> All right. Just stopped by Steve's parents' house in the West End. All right. Well, here's what happened. We were recording. Steve just took me on this 40-minute awesome ride through North St. Louis, uh-huh. where we were on the um, trying to find a march on MLK Day. Yep. And my computer froze up unbeknownst to me, but it looked like it was still doing a podcast. Yep. And then when I went to save it, none of it was there but the first eight minutes of this interview. We get to make it even better, Jeff. Okay, so we'll make it better. Uh, but I like I like that we covered a lot of stuff, so I'm going to try to recap this. Yeah, I hope I recover. Okay, because you were at Side Door. That's where the, we left off at the eight-minute mark. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I had asked you, just kind of coming from St. Louis, you were in the music side of it with MRMF, booked mm-hmm. a lot of bands. That's where I met you. Yep. With the great Thomas Crone. Yes, the mighty Thomas Crown, who I believe I compared to a type of beer that you yeah. might think is a little unusual and you might not really drink that much, and then all of a sudden you're drinking it all the time yeah. and you love it. Yeah. Thomas is one of those guys that takes a, he takes a while to grow on you, but then you'll, you really mm-hmm. admire Thomas. What's he up to these days? Well, he is uh, he's very creative. Uh, I've actually entered in, into a project with him at the TikTok Tavern over on the other side of Tower Grove Park from the Royale. Okay. And, so it's uh, on the, if you guys are on King's Highway, he's on the Grand? Yeah, he's just a block off Grand. Okay. And uh, we started that up about a year and a half ago. So that's Thomas's place? Mm-hmm. Okay. He is the man. Okay. The TikTok. Okay. So I'm basically just the uh, bookkeeper. So. Uh, oh, nice. But yeah. yeah, but you know the business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, enough, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he is the man over there. But, and he's right. he's still doing a fair amount of writing. In fact, he just had a cover story on the RFT. It's just like the old days. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, last week. Uh, not right. the one that's on the issue that stands out, but the one the previous week. Okay. So it's uh, Bob uh, Bob Burkhart, and uh, it's a pretty great story, actually. So, I mean, But he's a prolific writer, and yeah. he's doing St. Louis Magazine stuff. In fact, I saw him, and, uh, you know, he's always picking up some interesting side gigs. So. Yeah, he always does. He's always got something interesting going on. Mm-hmm. All right, so we had rolled through the, the uh, north side, and yeah. and I would say the entire tour was one of trying to think of the possibility within this city, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We rolled up and down Dr. 
Dr. King Boulevard mm -hmm. went on. I have some great pictures of lots of taverns up there, <laughs> right? Yeah. And is this is this an interest? Have you been doing this for a while? Just you just started rolling up there and discovering yeah. this well, thing. Well, I started. I mean, as a kid, you know, I was always very curious to see the Bush beer sign, you know, shining in some little corner in the neighborhood. And I, just, I was like, oh, I'm just so curious what those places are like. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, well, you know, I, I can actually just go in there and yeah. find out what they're like. Yeah. And as I was telling you, I think as a kid, yeah. even in Chicago when I was a little kid, that's where I was born, um, I, had, uh, I would have dreams about going to neighborhoods I hadn't been yet. Yes. And like, I'm wondering, because the curiosity was just so strong. Yeah. And instead of just dreaming about it, I would have a dream. Like, I moved to South St. Louis when I was 18, and I was like, and I knew I knew some of South St. Louis, and then all of a sudden I'm like, man, I wonder what that one part of Dutchtown's like. I've heard about it. Yeah. I, instead, I just went down there, and then I was like, well, the easy thing to kind of do other than, you know, go through there is actually stop somewhere, and I'd stop somewhere and get a drink. And that's how you can kind of get the reflection off the neighborhood, and that which I found kind of kind of great because you get a feel for the people right sort of, you know it's, it's one angle of the folks yeah. but each place is a little bit different and you've done quite a few drinking bar review drinking tours throughout mm -hmm. this city that's yeah, yeah. a thing I, yeah i used to do bar reviews for sauce magazine yeah. and i i would organize um essentially you know like small little okay so we were talking about uh you crossing the del mar divide going into north st louis mm -hmm. going mm -hmm. into these is this Something you've been doing for years or something you just started doing? Oh, I, I've been doing it for a very long time. Yeah. I, uh, in fact, you know, I remember even as a kid. Um, but this is something that people in St. Louis on our side yeah, just generally will not do. Yeah, of, 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 you might yeah. go to Crown Candy. Yeah, Crown Candy is about And that's that goes beyond even like a lot of people, even, you know, yeah. of any background. Yeah. Come up there. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, um, but you know, and I understand there's, there's not necessarily a lot of um, easy things to do. In North St. Louis, like an easy thing to do is to go to the Royale and get yeah. a drink and get some fish tacos. But yeah. there's not as at least psychologically easy places to go, or at least what you think might be. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You have to push a little bit harder and dig around a little bit, and that's how you find really great things. Yeah, you know, things evolve and change too at times. You know, like I've had taverns up here which I love, and then sometimes, eh, you know, change management. You know, you go to another spot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but you got to really and dig around, and you can find some real flavors that are distinct and wonderful about this city, and some wonderful people. Yeah. And it's an under-realized asset of North St. Louis. A yeah. lot of the politicians in this town think of North St. Louis as a liability. Yeah. And as a problem. Yeah. And uh, if you think of something as a problem, I can guarantee you that it will be a problem. Yeah. You'll treat it like that. Yeah. But if you think of something as an asset, you'll actually be critical of uh -huh. your thinking and trying to figure out how do we get this asset to sort of... Uh, produce yeah one of the greatest part of the assets is there's actually a lot of great people up here that are not let's say given the full opportunity that everybody else in this town is yeah and they're not they don't have the same sort of like uh, they're not high functioning neighborhoods yeah. they have some great parts to it you know but yeah. not it's not high functioning you're like obviously central west end is hyper functioning you yeah know? it's like yeah. Uh, the delmar's hyper and downtown is becoming more functional you know but uh, um but you know there, there's just a few missing components and if we can really focus on those sort of things this could be like a brand new sort yeah. of place that you know, like that can really work for us because we got the people are here. Yeah, and we could just bring in some more folks and to attract even more people. It's just gonna compound. Well, it's funny. 
this is the ultimate thing, the big thing St. Louis has to figure out, right? And I guess lots of cities do. True. But it's really, the, the if we could figure this out, we'd be ahead of everybody. Or we'd be ahead of a lot of cities, right? Oh, yeah. And some cities have done better jobs than others. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just going to ask, like, have, is there a formula that we're not following that has Well, worked? there's some formulas that I think some people want to follow, which I think is unrealistic because it's they're just very different cities. Yeah. We have a very racially diverse city, uh, more so than I think people even think about. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, um, it's it's also, in just terms of its development, it's a different city, too. And I oh, tend yeah. to look at cities. We were that, here before. Yeah, that's my buddy Jack. I was just going to double check sometimes he parked his car around the side. Okay. But we're going to drop into my buddy Jack. We're, on, we're on Page and North Page and uh, something. We're at Dr. King and uh, Dr. King uh, North Van Van okay. And uh, we're driving by Central Garage, and it looks like, I don't Jack doesn't, no, it's not Jack's car. Okay, so this is where you get your car done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so I'll hang out here sometimes, and yeah. then there's a couple of other shops around here that if you're looking for parts and things like that or not, you know, actually I get some plumbing parts over here. Okay. And, you know, as, a, as like a business person, this is, North St. Louis is, is functioning, but yeah. in terms of like, you know, more just agreeable retail outlets other than the taverns, um, you're not going to find much like crown candy you know yeah, and yeah. Like, but you know there was one place over there that had coffee that we didn't check out maybe i'll try to hunt that place down again yeah um actually this chronicle coffee well anyway there's there's you know there are places we have to dig around but yeah. to set the scene as you were saying which i kind of thought was fun because i'm not really thinking about the podcast listeners yeah like the area we were in goes in and out of like you know sort of normal-ish looking neighborhoods yeah. maybe a little bit need a little bit of help to straight out blown out yeah. parts yeah and there's a lot of it. It's visually arresting when you come up here because there's so much vacant land, and then there's a lot of buildings that are just shells, mm-hmm. right? But then you can see anyone who's done any urban re- redevelopment, and I live in Lafayette Square and moved mm-hmm. in 20 years after the hardcore, you know, right, right. urban people came in and totally redid it. So I, I was left to easy yeah, to yeah, redo. Yeah. I got it when it was good. But you can definitely see over how much that neighbor, my neighborhood has changed in 20 years. You can see that the stuff is here. Like, the stuff to redevelop is definitely here. Yeah. There's a fair amount of it. And I think part of it's just sort of like uh, breaking the way we have uh, collectively been thinking about North St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, I think... We all think of it as this this wasteland. Right. This blown out... (laughs) Right? Yeah. And and, and to a certain certain extent, it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are places that are blown out. Yeah. So... Yes. And... uh, But... Uh, we, I think we're primed and ready to start thinking about things pretty differently. And we've seen some examples in some other communities where I don't think in some respects have done this. Now, they have had other things going on with real estate pushing certain things to make it work better. But, you mm-hmm. know, like I was in Harlem this summer. Yep. Uh, I took a walking food tour of Harlem, which is something that probably wouldn't have even Impossible for somebody to even right. comprehend right. <laughs> any of those words working in the same sense. Right, right. Walking Harlem food, food tour. tour. Yeah, yeah, none of those things. 20 years tour, ago, 30 no, years no. ago, whatever. And, 10 years ago. Yeah, and now you can do that. And uh, and I'll touch again on the food tour because I yeah. took one there. But uh, um, there are things that can bring people into neighborhoods mm-hmm. to invest into neighborhoods in such a way that it's, you know, because you have a community up here and there's people up here work closely with people and um, uh, that's what we need to start thinking about because we just had we had a very interesting conversation earlier yeah the 
we're going to have to touch back on, of yeah. course, is the football yeah. uh, uh, situation. St. Louis Rams. Yeah. They, they just left. Stan, Stan Cracky took them. A, and this is what sort of where it started, because I think you on your social media had done such a great job of compiling this this financial case written by uh, not hometown papers, New York right. Times, LA Times, Washington Post, basically making the financial case that there was no economic reason why we should worry about this. Mm-hmm. And yet our city leaders went bent over backwards. No, Could jeopardize the future of our city by mortgaging it to try to keep this team that did did not want to stay here, number right. one. Right. It was a done deal. They were leaving. Right. But just how the politicians and guys like Dave Peacock and these city movers could get behind this project, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, it's something close to me because, I mean, I, I care about my city. It yeah. became a conversation about civic pride and civic development, which are two things that I take an interest in. Yeah. And I don't want to be falsely leading anyone about civic pride because we got our problems. But I don't think the Rams are one of the problems of our city or the the, the impact that they have on it. Yeah. And um, Yeah, the Rams leaving or not. Right, yeah. I'm like, right. It's 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 not um, I don't think that's where we should be focusing our energies mm-hmm. and our resources is in that direction. The Rams are lucky to have had St. Louis right. supporting them. Yeah. The Cardinals are lucky they have St. Louis to support them. Yeah. It's MLB's loss, NFL's loss if a team leaves this town. Yeah. This is a very good town to have a, uh, a oh, yeah. team in. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 we are very good about supporting our teams. And, uh, 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 but the NFL, I mean, the fix was in. They had no interest in having a team here uh, for uh, um, their own reasons that, yeah. of, of the way they set things up. And manipulating communities to have the worst discussions possible. And again, it's not unique to St. Louis and all the ducks. We're mm-hmm. driving through Fairgrounds Park. We right are now, at Fairgrounds Park. Probably about. Well, there was another baseball park here. Yes, uh, it was just the south. We'll loop around. I'm okay. going to make a little bit northern loop. I'm going to check on a couple other taverns. Okay. Um, but Fairgrounds Park, which is sort of the equivalent of Tower Grove Park, although Tower, it's not quite in the same. Not uh, quite in the same aesthetic beauty. Yeah, no. I mean, but Tower Grove Park has its own conservancy and has other aspects. Yeah. But whatever. We can get into politics about parks here, but I'm yeah. gonna, we're talking about football. Um, and I, I, I'm... So did you see that situation for what it was? Always were you like, I cannot believe we're trying to save this team? Well, yeah. I, I, I was... Well, I mean, if, we, if you just ask me, do you want to keep the Rams? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Of course. You know, I want to yeah. have... I want to have everything. Yeah. yeah, if we could move the space program here sure. to St. Louis too, I'd be all about that too. But right. I'm, I, I, that's not what is. I think the essential part of what St. Louis can be. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, nobody's worried about San Diego is probably going to go down to be a one sports town. Right. I mean, who cares? San Diego is a great place, you know. Right, right. And these other cities are great places. Uh, the sports teams, the reason why they're great places. I'm like, well, this, they can be a part of it. Sure. But they're not the. To me, the essential parts of what make people want to yeah. appreciate. But it's just amazing how much, how much the civic leaders and, and I kept thinking this like, there's no financial reason why we should worry about keeping this team, mm-hmm. and yet the mayor and the right. so many powers that be will will make a law that we can't vote on it and take away or just to keep this team that you're gonna right. give I, them all their tax money back and, and four hundred million. And, and just, I was like, I think that the I think the. The leadership in this town uh, blew it in terms of now we, we have less public confidence in our public leaders yeah. because they went ahead and decided to do something that was pretty clear that the people wanted to be able to vote on, yeah. and we wouldn't allow them to do this. Now we're going to have bond issues coming through and all these other things, projects and things that we can do, but the city um, kind of uh, 
blew it. And yeah. it's going to take a lot for us to kind of work together again. And, and we didn't have anything that we had saying, okay, if this stadium doesn't happen, are we actually going to do something yeah. that's going to make it work? There was and, a lot of effort put for this thing that was just mm-hmm. never going to happen. Right. And are we going to then just try to throw up another huge mega project, which is... I would advise against that because the last dome that we built was supposed we're, to be the fix it. Yeah, we're still client. paying for it. <laughs> well, yeah, and I just read we still one hundred twenty-eight million dollars on that thing. Like you're still paying money, right, on that dome with yeah. no team for however long. I know. Well, the Whoa. one advantage is is that we're going to have the conventions opened up to like twenty more weekends a year because the Rams are gone. Gotcha. And that we can act, but it's going to take a few years for the that to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, we are like rolling through. North yeah, this, this is yeah. We're up by the old. Uh, there's a boxing club up here, and there's actually yeah. a couple. I'm going to show you just a couple interesting things oh, cool. that I'll go check out from time to time. Let's uh, wait. Let's talk about backyard boxing. Yes. Where we got yeah on that subject uh-huh. since you mentioned this. So this is one of those things that this was pre-internet. Pre this, you started a movement in about mm-hmm. 2000 something. 2000. Yeah. 2000. Called the back South City Backyard Boxing Movement. Yeah, so who's your weight boxing? Who's your weight boxing? Yeah. So tell me, tell me where that came from. Um, I started boxing right around actually when I met you, Jeff. Okay. Um, and this uh, was to stay in shape or something, or just yeah, yeah, stay in shape. And then I was like, well, you know, I'm going to box, stay in shape. But you know what? Now that I'm doing this, I might as well have a goal. Let me have a fight, and you know, I'd spar, and we, you know, go do some amateur. And and then a few years later, I would. Um, <clears throat> I remember talking with a buddy of mine in Chicago, and I had just been up in Chicago for the summer and living up there. And that's another story we can right. jump into. But I decided to go ahead and uh, uh, box him in the backyard over off Chippewa. Uh-huh. And uh, we uh, um, we went ahead and knocked around, and like 45, 50 people showed up. Right. <laughs> At the original. Hi. It's okay, okay, okay. North, North Side Mailman. What's going on? Yeah, he's just, uh, I don't know, the mail truck, I guess. So. Yeah. This is, uh, oh, what park's that? That is uh, Penrose. Penrose Park, okay. And, I've uh, never been up here. I've lived in St. Louis for 17, 20 years, and Steve Smith has taken me to places that I've never seen. We're just rolling around the North Side. Yeah. And there's, right. I'm like, you, there's beautiful, it's all of a sudden, there's something yeah, beautiful. Yeah, this is more like Tower Grove East over here, actually, in terms okay. of its architecture. Yeah. And uh, there's a, there's a, um, you can see the uh, water towers from over here. Oh, yeah. We're, like, on the edge of what, a couple of really rough neighborhoods and a couple actually all right neighborhoods, you know. But yeah. this is actually right up here. As I'll come up here a couple times with my family. This is the uh, 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 Sisters of Adoration, the uh, Pink Sisters. Pink Sisters. I have been to the Pink Sisters. Yes. I have been here before. That's Oyster cool. Let's, stopping it. All right, let's try it again. Okay, so backyard boxing. Backyard boxing, you know, including Thomas Crone yep. and Pablo Weiss, uh, Peter Newkirch, a uh, bunch of other great people. And we were just sort of doing it uh, unsanctioned. It got a little bit hairy here and there. There were some uh, uh, state regulations that were in question of whether or not we're being... We eventually... It, yeah, it's like pre-internet, so like there weren't tons of photos online. Right. There weren't tons of... Uh, but this was like a guerrilla movement. All of a sudden, it was like... back. I mean, it was kind of swept the city for whatever summer that was. Yeah. It was yeah. just like all these... I mean, you'd hear about them after they'd happened. Did you go to this backyard boxing thing? Did you hear about... As if there were more of them than there probably oh, were. Oh, yeah. No, right? it, it became a legendary thing. Yeah. Automatically. Yeah. And... 
and it was uh, it was highly sought after. There's still a lot of mystery in terms of its. Uh, yeah. The internet hadn't really developed in such a way no. which, made, which removed a lot of mystery from things. Yeah. Um, and uh, you were able to do things that weren't necessarily. Um, uh, um, you could do them sort of on the QT. Yeah. And. Um, but then the last, the one I went to, which was a lot, everyone I know went to that, was at the City Museum. Right. And that was like the last the culmination, unsanctioned yeah. fight. Now, I did, I did fights after that, some boxing matches after that, but they were, it was, un, it was unsanctioned. That's the one where Bob Cassily, yep. the owner of City Museum, yep. fought Pablo Weiss, yes. uh, the, the restaurateur entrepreneur. Yep. And it was now that was a wild, dirty fight. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, it was a wild, dirty fight. And those were they were good fights. Yes, they were. They were. Good that good. was an incredibly entertaining. Like right. beyond the fact that it was this odd thing that you've never seen. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, some people may have seen boxing, but not like this. Not like this. Yes. So and, Bob Castley, the legend, who's a legendary yes, figure in our city, yeah. right? And Pablo Weiss, who's also a legend in his own way. Right, right. And we had other great people, you know, like normal people that you would probably know. Yeah. Not necessarily. Like... I remember Bob Martinez is a friend of mine. Oh, little yeah. welterweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. went out and fought on that card. Mm-hmm. That was funny. And, uh. It, yeah, that was crazy. So, you yeah, know, we're driving down through a neighborhood where I've got some friends that live down here. My buddy, oh, yeah. Uh, JT lives down here. Uh, so this looks like a proper neighborhood. Where are we yeah. in right now? Uh, yeah, like this is a beautiful neighborhood, uh, and then like uh, I, I, this is the street Antonio French lives on as well, and there's a lot of actually this is a pretty interesting neighborhood. Very, it's relatively intact, you know, not safe, doesn't have its challenges, but right. it's got some it's got some things going on. And actually, yeah. I've had a couple. I've been in like multiple homes over here for like meals and friends and families and grandmothers and such. But it's a um, yeah, this is this is probably one of the more beautiful neighborhoods of our city. That campus thing going. Well, yeah. Um, that's the one I've had some Thanksgiving dinners in over here. Okay. Here Red Bud. So one of the one of the things one of the interesting things we were talking about in the last one is you you personally as a influencer of the city, just you you got into this tavern business. The Royale is one of the. It's ten years now. Yes. Over. Yes. Right. Yes. It'll be at eleven in the spring. Yeah. Okay, be at eleven in the spring, which is amazing for any business, yeah, right? Know, yeah. Tavern, restaurant, yeah, making I guess, it past I, here. I guess I must know something that I'm doing. Yeah. I guess. But it's uh, one of the places. It's become a stalwart in the city. You've become one of those guys that that people listen to. And so I was asking you before. Personally, do you look at look at something like I need to start get into politics? I need to start an influential group, or are you happy doing? what you're doing and just kind of continue yeah. pushing things forward. Well, I, I, I think people look to you to change the city, Steve. I, I think, know, you know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know no, people tell me this all the time yeah. and, and I'm not, but, well, but, so like in terms of like p- politics, as I was saying, like, I'm not sure I have the stomach for politics. Uh, yeah. I, it's like, I'm not going to listen to this podcast. So I don't even like to hear my voice. <laughs> I don't like to see pictures of me. You're really. going to post it on your site though. I, oh yeah. I'll post it on the site. I'm okay. just not going to listen to it. Right. But, and I can guarantee you, it's a great podcast. Like I, I can, I can, I, I guess I can speak well enough where yeah. people will listen. And I guess I, but that's fine. And I, I don't mind helping people uh, try to get the resources or the direction that they need to yes. perhaps further helping our um, communities. Yes. Know? And um, in that fixer role. Yeah, yeah. And that, and I've had the hub of the Royale yes. sort of as a backing. So you you hear lots of things. You constantly yeah. have the talk. 
Yeah. You got Kennedy behind the bar. You know it's a yeah. place where you can come in and talk. And there's very few places, I think, that encourage political discussion. And I'm sure that was a big part of setting up this tavern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I like to be able to bring those little aspects together. Like the other night I brought together two people who are doing very specific kind of work in the neighborhood who are very excited about meeting each other. And these are like relatively high-level types of yeah. people. Yeah. Right? And sometimes it's very low-level people are just like, you know, I had another person who was just a designer wanting to do work in the community. Uh-huh. And so I had to hook her into a few things too. But like it depends where, you know, and I just want to try to encourage those things as best I can. And I know working with groups and I've done some work with some groups, I'm just a very... Uh, I, you know, like I, I can get just very cautious about these sort of things. And I, you know, people ask me for endorsements uh-huh. and I have, I have done a very rare endorsements on occasion and it can be very tricky because I have been burned on, uh, on those things um, too. by politicians. Yes. Imagine that. And I paid the price for it and I, uh, I, I don't want to say anything. It's like kind of a high end of a high speed chase or something. Perhaps, I'm not making perhaps. judgments up no. here. But but I will, point, I will point out there's a, um, I'll point out, um, what I love about the cities is that usually in every, not every neighborhood, but like let's say every other neighborhood, there are private clubs. Right. And there's a there's one up here called the uh, Lambs Club. The Lambs Club. And this is on the north side. Yeah, this is in North St. Louis. And this is... Um, right now we are on... We're on Natural, Natural Bridge. Bridge. Okay. And it's... Uh, oh, did I just pass it up? I pass it up. I'm, I'm going to drive by it because I, I haven't been there in a while. That's It's just an interesting... Like it's place. a private club. It's been, and it's been around since the um, uh, 1930s. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And it's just, you know, normal dudes, like a guy that works at the street department. Okay. Who's a, owns so, his own plumbing company. Guys who, it's just, a, it's a private boys club. Yeah. yeah Join. And, yeah. And I've gotten in there a few times. So yeah. Just kind of, um, you know, just be and yeah. enjoy Enjoy a drink. And it's just sort of fun to be able to. And actually, there's another club we'll go by. Uh, the Gorgeous Gents Gentlemen's Club, or I don't know if it's just Gentlemen's. I think it's Gorgeous Gents Club. Okay. Yeah. It's just sort of fun. And uh, if, now, if the Gorgeous Gents is open, we may actually step into okay. that spot. So sounds good. Um, is it, so here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. We we talked about making change and doing things. Would you ever, and the power of a tavern, mm-hmm. right? Would you ever open something up here or join forces <sighs> with someone up here? Well, you know, because there's a lot of taverns. Right. Yeah. No. I and I, you know, actually, there are some that I, you know, I definitely look. Yeah, uh, it's not something as simple as just. I'm I gonna, understand the social dynamics in our city. I'm not. Gonna, yeah. I'm not going to pretend uh, anything here, but right. it's uh, it's something I do consider, and I would love to do because I think there could be a lot of great things can happen. But I do have yeah. to operate a business. Sure. And, um, and and knowing how those things work, but I definitely do look, and I'm always very curious to see if I could get something to work. When we were down at like that one place down, I think it was at Dick Gregory place. Yep. That's an interesting little intersection yep. right there. Yep. And if you could see, because I think people are ready to sort of shed this, um, uh, or sort of let's push back on the stigma. I don't think yeah. we can keep North St. Louis down and, right. and keep our city divided as long as we've had it. Because I mean, you have to actually kind of like, people think it's going to be so hard to break. I'm like, we're kind of supporting it. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I don't know how much longer we can support this divide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it how takes, long can you actually go on with this thing being yeah, a reality? I mean, it takes work to actually keep it up. And you know, but you, I think if you opened a place up here, don't you think your people would come? Like, don't you think um, people would support you? To a you? certain degree, for like, a while. Well, it's not even just that. The thing is, I was like, any neighborhood place needs to survive. Its bread and butter is the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So, like, 
Is that your at the Royale? It's just people it's live within a mile. Ninety percent of it's probably yeah, probably two miles. Two miles, okay. Two, maybe two and a half miles of the place. So it's essentially like it's 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 near your house. Right. Now, will people from my neighborhood come up here? Sure, some of my peoples will come up this way. Sure. But in the beginning, to support right, in the beginning. you. But yeah. the thing is, I was like, ultimately, I need. The thing is, was I'm a South City guy. Yeah. And I'm. That's why, like, if I were to do something, I'd probably be better if I worked with people because it's like. You know, you got to hire bartenders from the... Like, that's the first thing I ask my bartenders when they sit down to interview. I'm like, oh, what part of the neighborhood do you live in? And they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I live in Pacific. I'm like, well, this is going to be a little bit tough here because uh, Pacific's not in St. Louis, you know? Yeah, yeah. No offense to our friends in Pacific. It's just, it's a neighborhood bar. Now, if we were... Okay, I'm starting again. Okay. You know, it's like, uh, I, I always ask people the first things when they interview. You don't have to be from... I'm going to keep going. Okay. All right. Um, and then it makes me think that, you know, like it's good to have people that are local. So like running a business up here would require a lot more. And that's why, like, I am familiar. I am actually uh, been a member of the North St. Louis Tavern Organization. Oh, you are? So, yeah, there's a couple of different ones. And I've been a member off and on. And, okay. you know, they, these things go in and out. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I know a lot of the tavern owners all over the city. Yeah. All over the city. East side, too. It's just because I'm curious and I like the culture, the multiple generations mm-hmm. that... That, uh, Own taverns. Yeah. And just hey, set the site here. We are sitting outside uh, the Sumner High School in the Bill. Uh, at, yeah. Yeah, and that's the uh, Bulldogs. This is the uh, historically uh, black uh, uh, high school in St. Louis. Okay. A lot of very famous people went to school here. And um, uh, there's uh, and right over here is the Homer G. Phillips Hospital that has been converted to an old folks home. That's oh, actually yeah. a really nice job they did. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, a neighborhood that's got a lot of great history and there's got some good bones to it yeah and it's got it does it and does it's, and, it's, and it's and it's been it's it's flexed before and it, yeah. it, it, it'll flex again yeah. it's just a matter of when we decide to let it happen yeah and, and work together with people instead of accusing each other of oh, lord knows what yeah but you know it's funny when you when you say racism and all this stuff in st louis they mm-hmm. they seem like such insurmountable problems or they just seem so easy to dismiss and this is always mm-hmm. the way it's going to be the north side's always going to be the, be the way it's going to be mm-hmm. but it is i guess it is just all these the littlest things it's coming up here and having a beer right. at a tavern right, right? right or just right. getting well, over to me like the one thing that we can do there's a lot of governmental things that can be done you yeah. know like mandates and programs and things like that which are very can be very helpful, yep. but there's things that the government cannot do, like changing our social habits yeah. and customs. Yeah. And, you know, like you can say, well, we need to try to attract a more diverse something here. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you can also be a part of that, too, by going somewhere as well. Now, yeah. there's Zach's, which is, I think, closed now, but that was, yeah. a, that was a fun one to party at. Uh, my friend Brian Marston was his favorite spots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, and then down at the end of the street is the Harlem Tap uh, over here where okay. we drove by earlier yep, on Dr. Yep. King Drive. Yep. And uh, that one's been owned by multiple generations, but they just switched over their management recently. But it's it's a very beautiful spot. It's got a nice little diner next door. But, oh, yeah. you know, they, I mean, you know, it's it's not only just really even racism as, as much as it is um, that, we're, that we're divided and even right. Know, built up our whole lives that it's just not okay but i don't i don't think we're going to be able to support that that much longer yeah and if we you know we people need to really see this again as a um it's an unrealized asset 
And then, you know, as assets do to get assets to work with people, you got to work with them. And it takes a little bit of time. And sometimes it doesn't work out in every single situation. But, man, there's right. a lot up here. We've had some horrible um, technical <laughs> I mean, difficulties today, mostly my computer. We think the disk space is full. But I'm gonna, I would love to sum this up. Okay. I got about 30, I think I have 30 minutes of usable audio. So okay. we'll see how this all cuts together. All right, right. We're, we're, uh, we're gonna, but I would love to get that that thing bullish on St. Louis. Just where do you think this city's going? Okay. You know, wh- how do you feel about it? Okay, well, in general, I am an optimistic person. So okay. take that for what it's worth. But I have, um, I, we have to work on some very, uh, some very difficult issues, and we finally becoming much more aware of them than we had in like the last two years. Yeah, since it. Ferguson, yes, yeah, right? Ferguson's a very, very um, put it all on tragic, the table. Very tragic uh, situations had arisen and yeah. brought out a lot of very ugly things about ourselves and our city. But we can no longer deny those things, which is great. Yeah, that part is probably the positive thing is that we can't deny that there's things that we have to work on. Yeah, and so we are now finally talking about those things and, and we need to truly sort of address them and play nicer together if we really expect to make much progress here. And it's easy to say just, no, it's not going to happen. Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, greater <laughs> movements have happened. Yeah. This is this is a much more surmountable one than um, um, you might, we might, we let ourselves, lead ourselves to believe. Yeah, yeah. And if we can those are some of the big things. That's where I think the biggest opportunities will arise. And if we can, and this is speaking of interesting opportunities, this over here is very interesting. This, this whole series of developments. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and as we're saying, like these little things, these yeah. are the ones that yeah. to me mean much more than all these mega projects. Yeah. But if we can get those few things together yeah. and make the right pushes within our leadership, um, we could probably make some pretty significant progress here because there's a lot much the opportunity costs are much lower yeah and um, um, uh, I think a lot of people are you can either join in on the parts that are that, that we can make work and expand those or you can just be left out and you can just you know basically deny that they're happening and then all of a sudden they're going to be happening around you and I know which side of the equation that I'm on I, I'm just encouraging other people to sort of take a look around you and realize the changes that are happening, regardless if you think they're going to happen or not, they're happening. Yeah. So. I like uh, it. I, I'm hoping that we can make more of those changes. All right. Steve Smith, All right. optimistic citizen. I like that. Yeah. And I think it's interesting just to wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Guy who has done so much in the city from music to radio to tavern knows a lot of people bullish on this city constant influencer um and i think you know just thanks for the tour bring you sure. taking me to places that i've never <laughs> i've never been to before but this is what you got to do right right go exactly. up and explore your city <laughs> all right brother all right thanks steve